listening to CFRC 101.9 FM here in Kingston, and welcome to Screening in Kingston. Ah! Oh my God! This is Christmas, the season of perpetual hope. Tinsel, not just for decoration. Look what you did, you little jerk! If you look for it, I've got a sneaky feeling you'll find that love actually is all around. Why are you smiling like that? I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite. I can't seem to find my toothbrush, so I'll pick one up when I go out today. And other than that, I'm in good shape. Ah! It came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages, boxes, or bags. Maybe Christmas, he thought. doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps. Hello, everybody. Merry Christmas Merry to our, our listeners. Or happy December 18th, depending upon when you're listening to this. Yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> happy December 18th or Merry Christmas. <laughs> when can you start saying, when do you start saying Merry Christmas? Or are you a happy holidays? I um, I don't wish anyone good tidings. Ever. ever. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I'm the wrong person to ask about that. I will say, like, it depends on the person. Like, the people I know who celebrate Christmas, I say Merry Christmas. Yeah. If I don't know, I'll say Happy Holidays. Okay. Just to be sure. And mm-hmm. then usually I get a, like a Merry Christmas back or a Happy Holidays right. back. But I also don't um, – I, I, I'm being really honest. I don't generally That's fair. wish anyone anything. I, I've got, I got a Merry Christmas – like November 30th I was on the bus and someone said Merry Christmas That's way too early and I was like oh way okay um I am a Merry Christmas person because I do celebrate yeah. Christmas and that's you know what yeah. I do I think I'll say happy holidays up until like the 24th then if I'm out in public even if I'm at yeah. like a second cup or whatever yeah. I'll, I'll say Merry Christmas to the staff I I've always felt with this whole like argument <laughs> thing about is always like whatever you celebrate say that if yeah. someone corrects you or says, oh, actually, I don't celebrate Christmas, then just don't be a jerk and say, oh, sorry about that. Happy holidays. Like, just, like that's it. Like, like if why I said, is this a big thing? If why? I said Merry Christmas and someone said Happy Hanukkah back to me, I'd be like, that's cool. Oh, yeah. If someone if someone came up to me and was like, Happy Hanukkah, I'd be like, great. Merry Christmas. Or I would say, Happy Hanukkah. Like, I don't <laughs> care. Like, I don't even know what that means. I don't care. Like, I yeah. just – I am so th- – this is one of the few – this and water bottles are the two <laughs> – conservative <laughs> new world things where i'm like why do you care so much fair like i understand honestly a lot of other things that even like i personally am not like i'm not sensitive towards i could get why people are sensitive yeah. things that have it's always been taken away from you or it's it's like you know we're trying to change the way we communicate with people great uh, totally on board 
But if so, but don't get why why is everyone so upset? Like well, I would What's never get upset if someone says that. Issue? People ban water bottles from things, and I think it's a load. I think it's a load because they ban water bottles, but you can still get plastic pop yes! bottles. One hundred percent. I think if you're gonna ban plastic water bottles, you should ban every beverage that comes. Well, in you want to know bottle. why? Why they do what they money, do? Money, money, money. Right? Water. They're losing money from the company that sells them water. Right? Okay, fine, but. They can make it seem like they're doing something for the environment. Right. But then they can still sell pop and juice because that's where their money – that's where they're going to make the money. I went to Tim Hortons once and I was like, can I buy a bottle of water from you guys? And they said, sorry, we can't sell it on campus, but I can give you a plastic cup full of water. I'm a bottled water person. Yes. Unpopular opinion. Great. There you go. We finally agreed upon something. That's (laughs) it. That's the end of screening in Kingston. The show is over. We're done. It's a wrap. No, let's let's stop being – the the spirit of Christmas isn't about being political about water bottles. I like how if someone is like our suggestion, if someone is listening to this during Christmas dinner, we have started off really in the wrong we've way. We've given like you, but you, we've given you a lot of uh, conversation at yeah, the time. Yeah, like do people agree with us? Not agree? Whatever. I just think the whole thing is, is I I would never get upset. If someone wished me the wrong thing, and I no, would hope I that either. people would give me the same in return, yeah. please correct me if I do something wrong. But if you get upset and angry, I'm going to immediately not understand that. So, Cool. That being said. That being said, welcome to our Christmas episode. So last week or two weeks ago, depending on when you listen to it, we did our holiday episodes. That mm-hmm. was people who don't celebrate Christmas, like holiday movies. This is unapologetically Christmas. Santa. It's all about Santa and Christmas and presents, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Maybe other things. I don't know. We'll see where our lists go. But this is our Christmas episode to celebrate that. Um, so, yes, if you don't celebrate Christmas, I still think there's lots you can get out of this episode because there's some cool movie choices here. Yeah. We're also going to talk about other things. You don't need to believe in Santa no. to enjoy Santa. No. You know? You don't need to believe in anything to enjoy anything. Yeah. So you still enjoy it. We'll give you some movie recs, and hopefully you'll like them. Um, we're also going to talk a couple movie reviews just because we haven't really done that in December because we've recorded anything. We're going to review Love Actually. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Who knows? (laughs) Because that's what's happening and glad to do that. Well, we do have a little segment of unpopular movie, unpopular picks to skip, if that makes sense. So Love Actually falls into that um, section. So that's, we're giving one thorough review. So so maybe we'll touch upon all of those though a little bit. Yeah. Like maybe we'll like mention all of them and, and touch upon them all. Slightly. Why we yeah. think we yeah. can pass on that? Yeah, or or even you know mini reviews yeah. almost of them. Um, yeah. So so there's some movie reviews to get out of this episode as well, um, and then you know we'll see we'll see what else happens. We don't cool. Know. We don't know what's going to happen in the next hour. We're glad you're here. We hope you're having a good holiday, whatever it is you celebrate, mm-hmm. um, or if it's December 18th. I hope your Tuesday's going well. Um, but whenever you're listening, I hope you're taking some time off because to me that is the core now of what December. I would hope means for most people is take some time off. Be with the fam. Be with your family or with friends or even by yourself, like whatever works yeah, for you. Re-energize yourself for the next year. If your people important. are toxic, take a take a me day instead. <laughs> take a walk. <laughs> <laughs> take a walk if you need to get out of there. Um, okay, so where where shall we start? Do you have any preference? Let's do our um, top Christmas picks. Let's do you want to do, do like um, me do my list, you do your list, or do you want to go back and forth? Um. Let's go back and forth. Yeah. Okay. Let's go back and forth, and then at the end, let's review our list. Yeah, we'll do like a everyone. spitfire. Um, I'm just taking a quick look at your skippables <laughs> because I think some of your skippables are on my list. Well, there you go. We do sometimes Oh, there's agree. one. Oh, there's, oh. 
Well, yeah, there's one. Okay. The rest of them, I agree with you. Okay. All right. A little behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. I, I didn't see your list before looking at it. Anyway, so let's do this. Let's go back and forth. And let's just talk about our, our – these are top ten Christmas movies from Mike and Taylor. Do you want to start? Sure. My number one is A Christmas Story. Now, is this your number one? Did you, like, order them? Um, I didn't. The only one that's ordered is this one because this is my all-time favorite Christmas movie and cool. one of my top movies in general. Okay. I think this movie is just cool. real great. Whatever you're doing, I want to do the same. Okay, so tell, so why? I just think the writing's great. The performances are really good. It's sometimes hard to get good performances out of children. Yeah. And I think that all of the kids in this movie are just great. And there's iconic moments like when Santa kicks Ralphie down the, <laughs> the slide. Like yeah, he boots yeah. his face down the slide. Yeah. And um, his brother, Randy, in the snowsuit not being able to – yeah, that's pretty Stand funny. up. And just the, the licking of the, um, the, pole. the pole, right? That's Outside. part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think it's a really authentic childhood. You know, like, the things that happen in those movies, or in the movie, sorry, it all seems like it would happen in my childhood or your childhood. Like, it just seems really authentic and really nostalgic. Yeah. And performances are great. Writing's great. Love the costuming. Yeah. I There isn't a single thing wrong with this movie other than again all of my mo- favorite movies have voiceovers even though i hate voiceovers. yeah what, let's talk <laughs> about that because that's an interesting you you hate voiceovers yet all your favorite movies have i know them. so maybe i don't hate i don't voiceovers. think you hate voiceovers <laughs> <laughs> like i don't i don't think that makes any sense i think i read once in like a film textbook that um a voiceover is kind of sloppy filmmaking if you can't because film is both a visual and an audio medium if you can't tell the story through like the visible medium and you need kind of like overlaying text like through like a voiceover it's like lazy storytelling and i think i read that when i was like 17 and took it really close to heart well i think maybe you're seeing instances where it's used effectively because like anything i don't think any one particular like mode of storytelling is is wrong or flawed it's just how you use it Mm -hmm. so maybe because it's been used in such a lazy way then that's where you're kind of getting from that. But th- I think this is one of the examples that it, it adds to the story. Yeah. By hearing the voice of him in the future. He, yeah, the grown-up. Yeah, it kind of adds to it. Yeah. I don't know. It's just great. It's one of those movies you watch every year on TV if you still have cable. <laughs> yeah. Th- um, it's kind of one of the reasons why it's not on my list, though I gave it a little honorable mention, is because – I think I've seen it too much. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's been. It was on all. The, it was on for twenty four hours yeah. straight every Growing Christmas. Up. Yeah. On the on one channel that prided itself on having it on yeah. twenty four, <laughs> and that's too much. It's too much. But gosh, I love it. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a good one. Great. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give my number one away then. Okay. Because you gave your number one. Because this is I actually ordered mine. Okay. Number one, The Muppet Christmas Carol, for me is the best Christmas movie in existence. It is incredibly funny it is really good it's it's to me the best version of the christmas carol that exists like like pretty much true to the book except many many changes but it was a like the way they did it very good i love it i love that movie (laughs) i'm sure i've seen it yeah i just can't remember it but i would say definitely keep it on the list because all muppet stuff is well so michael Michael plays scrooge <laughs> which is great um and it's just he's again the best scrooge i've ever seen including the many 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 movies that have tried to be is he a puppet Christmas or a human no he's a human so it, it, he's 
one of the only you know you know how the Muppets used to be it's a mix of humans and yeah, Muppets yeah. right that's the whole idea so he's playing Scrooge and then Kermit the Frog is Bob Cratchit <laughs> um, and Gonzo and Rizzo the Rat are like the narrators so Gonzo <laughs> is playing Charles Dickens and oh Rizzo the Rat God. is playing Rizzo the Rat and that's the entire like they they go around the story and basically narrate it right. without a voiceover because you see them mm-hmm. but they're basically telling the story. telling the story as it's kind of unfolding um and they're they're just the play between the two of them and their like discussion and interplay is so funny still to this day like i laughed a lot as a kid i still really enjoy it now i i'm honest in saying i think it's one of the best renditions of the christmas carol story that i've seen and i've seen a lot of like different movies of it i think it's one of the best it's so good um, those Muppet movies of that time frame were the best. They were amazing. Like the 70s, 80s? Yeah. The golden were. age of Muppets? Yeah, the, this one, I thought, came out later, though. I thought this was a 90s one, but maybe it was later in the 80s. I can't remember. Th- like this and Muppet Treasure Island yeah. and those movies, like, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the, the Muppet Christmas Carol wins it for me. That's my number one. Good. Good. My um, second pick, again, after A Christmas Story, I didn't, like, most of my list, I don't Not write or, them. Okay. I don't like being tied down to that but my next one is the gremlins gremlins the first one yeah 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 again that's yeah i guess you could say it's a christmas movie it's taking place at christmas yeah i I feel like if the movie takes place at christmas then that's what that's what we really need yeah and like you know christmas decorations are like part of some of the death scenes and stuff like that so and now that is a product of a time of filmmaking that, that's very nostalgic for me like the the, 80s. yeah oh yes 80s movies are are still my favorite and i think i actually discovered this recently because we talked about how i don't like music mm-hmm. i think i like 80s music i think that's a that's genre good. i enjoy like hair rock dad rock of the 80s i don't know what that is <laughs> <laughs> now you're just saying okay now we're now i'm just saying words now you're just saying words and we're off the whole point i was all excited but now i'm doubting myself um but i think i like 80s music the I really enjoy 80s movies, um, even though it's a little bit – I grew up in the 90s, so I kind of, like, missed the 80s. But my mom was is super into movies, so I watched a lot of 80s movies with my mom. And my cousins, who are 80s children, babysat me a lot. So I watched, like, all their f- favorite movies growing up. Right. So I feel like most of my favorite picks are mostly, like – 80s like kind of the movies that i think mm. are like iconic to me yeah are 80s movies well it, you know it's the same like my list is actually pretty much based upon what i liked as a kid yeah that i still like now like i a lot of them some of them i'd still i mean all of them i still enjoy now but they're i may would i have enjoyed them as much if i saw them as an adult first right. i don't know so no i i agree with that like i don't think this list for me is about definitively these are the top 10 christmas movies it's more these are the ones i'm recommending people watch i think they yeah. mean something for those reasons mm-hmm. so yeah definitely yeah so my number two we we disagree on so i have elf on here which Barf. you don't like um it's on your your skip list um i really like the movie elf i think it's really good i think it's you're one not of the, alone it's people like it a yeah lot. and it's one of for me it was it's like it's one of the first movies where will ferrell really led a movie and i think it really kicked his career off and i think that for a kind of modern telling of a kind of unique christmas story i think it's pretty good and i just i enjoy the humor i think it's funny so it's on my list i just find it irritating i don't know there are parts of it that i could understand yeah yeah but anyways that's okay it's like i said it's when you look at top top lists like top holiday lists it's always on those lists so my third one is Home Alone. 
Nice. Definitely the first one. Maybe borderline the second one. You know, uh, Lost in New York or yeah. I forget the name of it, but it's Lost in New York. Yeah. 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 Um, but definitely the first one. Nice. I don't even think I need to describe it. Nope. It's just a good one. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's a really good movie. And I love Macaulay Culkin. I love him when he's young. I love him now. So. He's a great band. Yeah. Um, my third, which we mentioned last week briefly, Batman Returns, which I I put on this list because it also takes place at Christmas, and it's also like really good. <laughs> so it's it's great a good. Yeah. It's like um to me that's the best version of the Batman movies, like that era of the Batman. <sighs> but mm. it's that's a con- I know that's a uh yeah that's a unique not a unique opinion, but that's like a my opinion is not the most commonly held one i mean i definitely like i would put the three christopher nolan movies and these two tim burton movies in kind of the same category where i like all five right like i find them to be much better than the the alternative Mm -hmm. um but yeah it would be hard it would be hard for me because i think the dark knight is still one of the best superhero movies of all time so it's hard for me to be like the tim burton movies are better when like i don't it's hard because i feel like christopher nolan has one really really good movie um, that is better than these two, but maybe these two are collectively better than the three. I don't know. Hard to say. Maybe that's a debate we should have. Let's do that. Let's have a Batman episode. <laughs> Batman episode. We're doing it. That would happen. be fun. It would be, be a really good one. Yeah. So my third one is Batman Returns. My fourth one is uh, Christmas Vacation. Nice. And again, I think that needs no introduction. Well, um, Chevy Chase. Yeah. And I can't remember. Uh, of the wife? Yeah. The, I don't know, the Chevy Chase and the wife were always the same, and then the kids kind of yeah. <laughs> varied yeah, depending on which varied. installment you <laughs> yeah, were watching. Yeah, 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 the kids sort of changed, as as happens. But, yeah, yeah, also very good, yeah. And, yeah, like, it, um, his brother-in-law is always the same actor. <laughs> yeah, uh, who is that? I forget, but he does a good, the like, the redneck brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good one. That's, that's my fourth good, one. That's a good one. My fourth one is The Nightmare Before Christmas good one we talked about a lot on last week's episode but i you know there there was there's a debate that i think isn't a debate is this a christmas movie or a halloween movie to me it's a christmas movie because uh christmas is the core theme of the movie mm-hmm. and it would be a halloween movie if it was the opposite if it was the christmas town that turns into halloween it becomes something it, it, right the christmas spirit so to speak you know, takes over this place and, and Jack's changes trying, it. Yes. Jack's trying to understand the yes. Christmas spirit. So to me, that's a Christmas movie. So The Nightmare Before Christmas is my fourth pick. It's not on my list only because I am on the fence as to when to watch it during the year. Mm. I'm definitely not – don't watch it at Halloween. No, watch but it. But watch it maybe a little bit before Christmas. Yeah, it's a good December movie. Yeah, that's like, why I know. would say it's yeah. more of a holiday as opposed to Christmas movie. But I, like I discussed on – last week's episode it's one of my growing up it was one of my favorite yeah. movies and it kind of remains kind of very informative to my Definitely. movie tastes so Definitely. i support that being on your list great so um my fifth one is how the grinch stole christmas 1966 okay great that's on my list <laughs> <laughs> actually i've already had two that's on the list so we'll speed by those when we get to them but yes that's a good one yeah, yeah. the original and it's like, I don't know, minutes. 40 minutes, <laughs> how, 30? I think it's like 34 minutes. Yeah, or it's, it's like very short, short and yeah, sweet. Yeah. You know, you watched it on TV. But it's like the best bed. Grinch movie oh, of hands the down. three, I guess, we've had now. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think, like, Boris Karloff does the narration. Or yeah. It's just great. 
And this is why. Well, so I saw I saw the Grinch, the new one. Yeah. Recently. Yes. A couple weeks ago. Yeah, and it's weird because I like the plot of the Ron Howard two thousands one better, but I think this the newest one is a bit of a better movie. But mm. it still doesn't compare to the original. Like, cause what, if you're gonna watch one Grinch and that's gonna be your movie, it should be the original. Yeah, nineteen sixty six. I think uh, the new one. Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. is the Grinch. It's going to be kind of weird casting. Yeah, it's, you know, I laughed, and I enjoyed the movie more than I thought I would, but I definitely, like, I went into it, I think I even said to you, I went yeah, into it expecting, like, very low word. expectations. But, yeah, I thought it was. Is it animation? Yeah, it is, yeah. So I guess, because, you know, I think if it's going to be live action, the actor needs to have the physicality of the Grinch, which Jim Carrey really conveys, and I don't think Benedict Cumberbatch could do that, no. but it's animation, it's animation, so he doesn't have to it's worry about it. just his voice, sort of. It doesn't even sound like him. Do you think they put it through a machine? No, I think he uh, he's pretty good at voices and stuff. He's doing like a very different, unique accent. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, Would you say watch it? Uh, or stream it, maybe? Yeah, I would say, like, stream it, I guess. But watch the original one. Yeah, first. watch the original one over it. Stream it more so than see it. It's not bad enough to say skip it. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Um, is it whose turn is it? I think it's yours because we were talking about the Grinch. Okay, so my number five is the Santa Claus also with an on e. mine. Also on mine. The Tim Allen. Oh, so good. So good. <laughs> Such an amazing movie. Uh, for those who don't know it, it's basically about uh, Tim Allen has to become Santa Claus for various reasons. Because of the clause. <laughs> because of the clause. Because it's a clause, <laughs> like in a contract. And it's so – it's just so well done, and it's just well put together and well written. Um, a very good story. And, and it's – again, it's one of these like out of out of otherworldly things. It's yeah. like you take someone who is supposed to be the audience, and you put them in a strange world, and they discover it. Well, you discover it, and mm-hmm. it's just done very well. Yeah. Like he sort of be- – has to become santa claus but he's the most like the opposite of what you would want santa claus to be um and you know it's it's yeah it's a very interesting movie and i think it's it deserves to be on here and deserves a watch there's i think maybe even two sequels you can skip them yeah the sequels are not worth watching but the first one for yeah, sure definitely. and that was my next one on my list number six so we okay. can go right back to you great <laughs> so my number well actually because my number six is home alone Oh, well, there so you go. So you're already on your list, so we can go right back to you. All right. Um, Arthur Christmas. I mentioned this one a <laughs> couple weeks Christmas. ago, and you were like, I've never even I'm, heard of that. I've never seen it, but, like, other people have mentioned yeah. it to me. But It's super cute. For considering that it's more of a recent, although not really, it's 2011. Time flies. You think 2011 is recent, and then you do the math, and you're like, actually, it's old. But anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oops. Yeah. It's, like, eight years old. <laughs> yeah. Arthur Christmas is about... Arthur, who is the son of Santa Claus, mm. but he's Santa has a couple sons, um, and Arthur is kind of he really embodies the spirit of Christmas, but he's also kind of a goof, <laughs> and so he kind of has to save Christmas one year. But how's he gonna do it? Because he's a goof. Mm. So it's really cute. Like Bill Nye's one of the voices. Um, ooh, who's a really popular British or Scottish actor that's in a lot of things. He's younger. McCoy, McAvoy? James McAvoy? James McAvoy, I think, is the voice of Arthur. So it has a really talented um, sort of British Hmm. um, voice cast, Hmm. and the animation's really cute. It's well worth a watch. Like, it's just one of those, like, kind of cute watch it with your family, maybe if you have, like, a younger sibling or, like, a niece or nephew. But I just watched it with my mom, and we really liked it. Okay. There you go. 
with our question. Um, my number seven on my list is Jingle All the Way. With, with Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, you know, it basically it's about Arnold Schwarzenegger plays this father who isn't always around. He works a lot, cares a lot about his job, but basically his son wants this um, action figure that everybody wants for Christmas and he's forgets to buy it and is basically it's about the mission the day before Christmas to try to buy this buy the unbuyable gift the, buy the unbuyable gift and it is hilarious first of all hilarious because I think Arnold is at his best when he does comedy personally um, and then I think that it, it has a lot of like really cool moments in it and there's a lot of great um, like there's heart to it and it's a good thing to, a good one for, to watch with the family but yeah it's like a very it really t talks a lot about the whole consumerism mm -hmm. idea and, and the obsession that kids have with very specific toys which I'm sure a lot of parents would sort of recognize like kids getting obsessed with like very particular things um, it's a very good movie so I recommend it I've never seen it I've seen it on a lot of lists the only Likewise. Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that I've seen aside from him playing mr freeze in one of the batman movies <laughs> okay um is kindergarten cop also i watched really a good movie ton growing oh, I up. Love it's a good one cop. i watched that one a ton like when the little girl asked to go to the bathroom <laughs> i think that scene is pretty iconic yeah. anyways um if you well see i mean you gotta watch terminator i've never seen like it. terminator and terminator 2 I don't doubt that he's not a good. Oh, I just no, have like, not been exposed to his. I would even say his movies, Terminator One and Terminator Two, are would be close. And like, if I did like a top fifty or twenty or some big number list, because it would be hard of movies, they, they those two I would be considering. Hmm. They are very very good movies. Hmm. Uh, aside from just him, like his performance is very good. But aside from him, the movies are good. Right. So, so if you're gonna watch anything with him in a Terminator One, Terminator Two, and then you can probably stop. <laughs> Terminator movies they're not good to be honest so it's my turn you did Jingle yes all I the did way. seven yeah. so um, my movie. eight is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer the 1964 stop animation also on my list a classic great movie and it's nice because it's not like a long it's again it's like the 40 minute special like yeah. the TV special yeah but very well done like yeah. and, and, a, and a, you have to remember for some of these things like it's also a product of its time like it was a pretty impressive thing I love stop motion yeah. animation. Yeah, it's it's great. As we know from our last episode, Jake Driblin in my elementary school did not like stop motion. Oh, what is he doing? But um, <laughs> I like that Wes Anderson is trying to make bring it back. And yep. Tim Burton has worked in stop motion. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, because Wes Anderson did the um, Isle, of Dogs Isle of Dogs and the Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yep, which were both stop motion. Yeah, and beautiful. And I there's they're they're working on like they're you know there's that. British studio that always does like the Fox Trolls that mm -hmm. was stop motion. Yeah, yeah, and they they um Wallace and Gromit and that sort yep, of series that's like true, claymation. Yep. Um, all of that, you know. I it, love it. I love it too. It's really good. Um, okay, so my eight and nine are, you've already said. So how to Grinch stole Christmas? Um, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Great. So so back to me. Back to <laughs> I have Batman Returns, which you had listed. I nice. also had. I think I mentioned it in my holiday movies. You did. To watch because my holiday movie broken. list was a, a weird one. It You're, was, it was, yeah. it was movies for people who don't <laughs> like Christmas movies. You always have a very interesting, like, Take. asterisk on your list. <laughs> so, so, like, I kind of followed the instructions, but also didn't. I did my, my own thing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gave you fine. a Taylor list. But, anyways, nine Batman Returns. Great. So, my, my number 10, um, because we're at 10, is, uh, is a movie that is not, it's not a very good movie, but it's still on my list. But I'm going to just. Is it a guilty say, pleasure? Yes. 
and I know it's not good. It's called it's a movie called Christmas with the Cranks. I think I saw it in theaters. I, I did when too. it came out. I did too, and it's um, it's based on a book called Skipping Christmas. It's basically huh. about this family who uh, are empty nesters. So it's again Tim Allen, uh, is in it. I have no and, recollection. Uh, and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Really? Yeah, they're, they're, they're husband she and wife. Botox in that? Yes. Someone yeah, that's Botox. like a big joke. In yeah, it. Yes, okay. Yeah. I remember that. So they, they basically, their daughter goes off to university mm-hmm. and is not coming back for Christmas. And and Christmas in this neighborhood is like really big and it's like, it's like picturesque perfect lives right. they lead, right? But they're empty nesters because their only daughter is now gone. Mm-hmm. She's gone off and whatever. And they're both very sad and Christmas starts to bring up, especially for Jamie Lee Curtis, like she's very depressed. So Tim Allen gets this idea of, well, to try to make you feel better, what if we skipped Christmas? Entirely. Entirely. We're not going to be Grinches about it. We're just going to skip Christmas and we're going to go on vacation. But then all this stuff happens and it's this wild ride of like the community, like this like very like, you know how you have pushy neighbors, Mm -hmm. people are way too involved. They're like totally like. We're going to save Christmas for you. Yeah. they're, They're like, what's wrong with you? Like we have to save you. And then no spoiler because this is just part of the whole conceit of the movie the daughter's gonna come back like it's this whole big thing of like suddenly like not not even midway through the movie the movie switches right. where wait a minute she's coming now back we and now we have to do some planning christmas and, and it's this whole bit but it's a very interesting like it brings up a lot of interesting thoughts about the idea of christmas why, and are, what, we celebrating? why are we celebrating it in the heart of it and it does a really good job of like it's not about presents and holiday things those things are like a tool to get to the point of it mm-hmm. which is again you know th- this idea of connecting with other people and being with your family and there's like r- really touching moments between him and, and a lot of the neighbors as you get to know all of them right. a little bit more you get to know this community um so yeah it's a- again very good movie in some s- respects but not as like a technical movie you know like it's yeah not it's like, just like yeah but it's isn't just that like kind of a christmas like christmas yes, movies yeah often are yeah. they can be cute yeah. and cuddly and nice but this they're movie, not oscar winning i know deserves to be on almost no list which is why i snuck it in here at number 10 it's 100 percent number 10 like Guilty i pleasure. sort of ordered it a little bit but it's like it's definitely number 10 because it just squeaks in but i felt i had to because i really like it i watch it every once in a while yeah. um around christmas it's just kind of like a, a fun movie cute my tenth one is Jack Frost, nineteen seventy nine. So not the remake from like the two thousands, where the, the one with dad, Michael the dad becomes, <laughs> becomes a snowman. snowman? <laughs> you so, not that movie? Oh. So weird. Um, this one is just about Jack Frost. It's again, it's from the same studio that did Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, who did Santa Claus is Coming to Town. So it's stop motion, but it's of a later generation, so seventy nine. So it's near the mm. end of that period. And it's about Jack Frost um, becomes human. He asks Father, not Father Christmas, but like he, there's like a cloud god. I don't really know how to describe it. But right. so Jack Frost <laughs> in this movie is like a, a winter sprite. Gotcha. Like he's like a oh I think like I a think supernatural being, and he asks sort of I the, you know the personification of winter yeah if he can become a human because he's fallen in love with a human okay um and so it's about him he has to fulfill certain things in order to stay human otherwise he has to go back to being jack frost interesting um and again it's like a 40 minute tv special absolutely love it great for the late cold war politics like the Anyways, as again, as a history buff, amazing commentary on the Cold War. Definitely pro free enterprise for okay. anyone interested. But um, great songs. Like there's 
the villain is like a, like a Russian Cossack. <laughs> Kubla Kraus. I. Oh, this sounds so familiar. You probably saw it on TV. Like yeah. it always plays because it's the same production house of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yes, yes. I You've think, probably seen it. I think I have seen this. Yeah. And they also, one of the less popular ones is Santa Claus is Coming to Town, where like this, it's like a young Chris Kringle. He has yes, red hair. Yes, I, I remember seeing that one. What's the one where they go see the Christmas, mi- the no, the Heat Miser? and the I think that's Santa Claus is Coming, coming to, to Town. Coming to Town, right, where, yeah. The mi- yeah. The, yeah. He's like the flame. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. So okay. I love yeah, all so of I'm those. I'm sure I've seen all of these. Yeah. yeah. Jack Frost, to me, it's number 10 on the list, but it would actually probably be tied with The Christmas Story. Wow. It's one of my, it's my all-time favorite Christmas movie. That's great. Um, You're done your list. I have a bonus one. Okay, I have some special shout-outs, so why don't we just quickly review 1 to 10. We'll each read our lists okay. out. You can do your bonus, and then I'll mention mm-hmm. the special ones, and then we'll get into the misses. Um, A Christmas Story, Gremlins, Home Alone, Christmas Vacation, quick story about Christmas Vacation. So in the house, you know how the Griswolds do their house up crazy with mm-hmm. the lights? Yeah. So there was a house in our city that used to do crazy lights as well. Like mm. whole, absolutely beautiful. Like it was a whole thing. Like yeah. everyone in town would go see. So my family called it the Griswold house. And I thought that was what the house was called, <laughs> not realizing that my family was making an allusion oh. to a Christmas vacation. Oh, so you actually thought that was the name of the house. Yeah, and I would say in high school, I'm like, oh, if you guys want to go to see the Griswold house? And they're like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Anyways, so that's, that's just funny. a side note. Talking about, like, childhood. You know, you hear things yeah, in your childhood yeah. and you just take it as yeah. facts. Sorry, so Christmas vacation, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, The Santa Claus, Arthur Christmas, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Batman Returns, Jack Frost. Okay, and my list uh, is The Muppet Christmas Carol, Elf, Batman Returns, The Nightmare Before Christmas, The Santa Claus, Home Alone, Jingle All the Way, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and Christmas with the Cranks. Great. You have a bonus. My bonus one is because, again, I have to include a Taylor pick. On the list, oh, and like it's the Shining again. Black Christmas, 1974, <laughs> with starring Margot Kidder and Olivia Hussey. At least it has the Christmas. In. I thought you were gonna be like American Psycho. It's a or something. um. That was on my other holiday <laughs> I know, list. No, I know. I'm just trying to remember. <laughs> your American um, Psycho, The Shining. Black Christmas is a like 1970s slasher flick. Um, it takes place at a sort of like a sorority house. Like they're all in university and they're living kind of in a boarding house for women. And the killer is in the house kind of picking the girls off one by one. And it's literally Christmas. Like that's why it's a black Christmas. Because mm. So anyways, if you are looking for a horror uh, Christmas themed horror, I would recommend the classic Black Christmas. Great. Um, yeah, I have a couple just special shout outs and like didn't make the list. But I wanted to just quickly mention mm. um, Fred Claus, which is um, a a it's a live action movie about Santa Claus's brother Fred, played by uh, Vince Vaughn, and uh, <laughs> it's like actor. yeah, it's just like a com- it's just a comedy about Christmas, and like again, it doesn't really it's not a top ten, but it, if you're looking for something more lighthearted, goofy. goofy, it's it's pretty funny, and he just plays like he plays Santa Claus's brother who is not remotely accomplished lives on earth with humans because you know santa claus is the like chris his brother chris because chris kringle chris is like the the favored son right and he's the he's fred he's just the son that they don't talk the about normie so. yeah exactly so it's it's very funny for that um i wanted to mention die hard again 
I think it was on my list last week. Yeah. But I just wanted to bring it up again. Uh, good movie. Uh, Daddy's Home 2. <laughs> so, Skip so, the first. So, well, no, Daddy's <laughs> Home is good, but it's not really around Christmas, I don't think. The second one is a Christmas movie. The second movie. one is a Christmas movie. Like yeah. It's set at Christmas. Um, I like both the Daddy Holmes movies. I don't know why. I, d- I they, think Mark I Wahlberg shouldn't. is a good yeah, comedic actor. Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell just have this chemistry of two They're of the opposite people. They're great the other people. guys, yeah, too. Yeah, two, like, just opposite people, mm-hmm. but the, the chemistry is so good. Yeah, the other guys, another great, hilarious. Great movie. I love Michael Keaton in the other guys. Like, I know those two are amazing, but Michael Keaton plays their, like, the police sergeant lieutenant (laughs) the funniest scene still to me that makes me like i will fall on the ground laughing during the scene is if people have seen the other guys it's basically about these like the police officers who are not the heroes they're not not bumbling yeah the bumbling like will ferrell is like a an accountant at the police station and mark Wahlberg is just this failed guy (laughs) who's just you know kind of a loose cannon anyway so they're teamed up and it, it basically they're at a funeral for someone in the police force and they they start having a, a an argument but whispering the whole time to try to be polite and then michael keaton comes in <laughs> to break up this fight and it's like what's going on guys but he's whispering <laughs> the whole time and he yells at them and i just lose it because Ugh. michael keaton just plays it so straight straight just like i'm gonna come in and scream at you but i'm whispering and it is the funniest thing uh, it's, it's a so great good. movie it's such it kind of flew under the radar it did it did but yeah if you're if you're just looking for a fun movie one night and you don't care throw on the other guys yeah. it's great but anyway daddy's home too i also think it's another one also just yeah <laughs> just so funny there's a scene where where all the like all the dads like the movie basically has the, the different generations of mm-hmm. dads going on this like trip with the family and there's this moment where they're all arguing about the um a thermostat <laughs> because someone's touched it and so they're all up in the middle of the night Classic dad <laughs> yeah joke. and they're all just like don't touch, the oh, touch this yeah it's it's pretty funny so um daddy's home too i'm also putting quickly like the family stone not I a saw great that movie. on a lot of lists i haven't seen it it's not great but i throw it on there because there are moments like luke wilson's pretty good in it um but there it's it's basically like you know guy brings girl to to christmas dinner and everyone hates her Oh, it's basically that sad. movie, you know, but, but she's also kind of weird. But anyway, it's this whole big thing about like the family, the dynamic. family dynamic and the way they treat people and the way she treats them. And it's like, so it's like one of those movies, but there's a lot of stars in it and there's a lot of heart mm-hmm. to that movie. But uh, Luke Wilson just plays one of the, the kind of main guy's brothers and who's, who's really just like he's normally at his best when he's playing. Oh, he's just like this quirky, weird, like doesn't care, like guy who shows up who's not like the rest of the family in any way very funny um but anyway i just wanted to give it a shout out because cool. i think there's aspects of it and frosted the snowman yeah i didn't include that on my list but that's a classic yeah another classic cool um should we move on to the my short list of G- movies give to the, pass? yeah like give the short list of movies to pass and let's talk about them a little bit except for elf because we just disagree on that yeah we that's just a plot so this is my list of unpopular opinions in the sense that they typically make like top list of movies to watch at Christmas time. So these I are just, like people generally enjoy them. Yeah. But you're saying skip just them. pass them. Okay. I just don't care for them. So my first one is Elf, which goes to show how contentious this is because it's on your top list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's fine. Like I could understand people not liking the yeah. movie too. Like I get mm-hmm. it. I also have Love Actually, which we're going to devote um, hopefully we're some. Devote 15 or so minutes yeah. to that movie um, in a few minutes. So stay tuned. This one is a little bit controversial. It's a wonderful life. Yeah, I don't like it either. And I everybody just find loves it. It's a movie. little bit dry. Thank it you. It feels really long. There you go. 
My parents, if if they're listening. Yeah, my parents and they love this movie. Dan. See, yeah. people think it's dry. Yeah, and I'm I like have to watch I like twice. Uh, um, James Stewart. Jimmy He's a Stewart. very talented actor. Like I think, um, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Very good movie. Um, what's the one where the Alfred Hitchcock one he's in? Vertigo. No, uh, the other win- one. Rear window. Rear window. Yes, Vertigo was good too. But Rear window. I thought he was very good in that movie. Yeah, too. I don't think it's. There's no. They're not bad performances. I think in that movie they're bad performances. Oh, but fair enough. Like I think Jimmy Stewart is at his worst in this movie. He's kind of hokey a little bit. Yeah, and it doesn't. It just doesn't. I don't know. The movie just like. The motivations of characters are one of the things I look for, is why does a person do something? I don't like movies where the premise could have been solved by, hey, if you communicate with someone, <laughs> your premise gets solved. Yeah. Like, I don't like movies where, where it's that simple of a problem, and I feel like the problem he gets into in the latter half of the movie could have been easily changed by him going to literally anyone in this town of people who love him and go, hey, this person's blackmailing me. <laughs> And they yeah. all would have been like, what? Like, we can stop How this. Because we all have all the money, and it's and not just about the – But him. no. Yeah, but That's no. It's, it, he's got he's to take it all by himself and just, oh, I'm not, life isn't worth living. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. Don't really care for it. Another great um, propaganda piece for, like, post-war economy in America. That's, like, again, my side – research interest oh is it okay if you want it all that of goes that way deeper that than i go small in the, movie. <laughs> the small town investment i just don't know? like the movie yeah <laughs> I just well, don't like the plot <laughs> the propaganda for the anyway so yeah i don't know just i it's one of those movies where i could take it or leave it if someone wants to watch it with me i'll be happy to watch it with them but i will not watch this i movie. would never seek it out on my I've own i've seen it too many times and my mom would always i remember my dad would take us to night mass like christmas eve mass my mom would stay home and watch it so we would catch the beginning and then we would catch the end and then it would be time to go to bed because santa was coming my parents always watch it's a wonderful life and the like i think it's the original christmas carol like the really old i can't remember yeah my dad liked that one from the 30s yeah the i can't remember the name of the guy who's in it but they always watch those two yeah 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 they're parent movies yeah which they are (laughs) it's a wonderful life is 100 percent. maybe when we become parents all of a sudden, it'll you be know. Uh, it'll be Home Alone. <laughs> the kids are like, "Why do our parents love this yeah. movie?" Yeah, absolutely. Um, my fourth one is similar to "It's a Wonderful Life." It's White Christmas. It's from either the late '40s or early '50s. I don't think I've seen it. And it's about like these two sisters, like reach out to these like o- old war buddies because their dad was like their lieutenant or something during World War II, and he owns. Hmm. He owns a hotel, but the hotel is failing. So they asked these two war entertainers. They were like entertainers during the war and now are current entertainers. They asked like, oh, can you come like help save the hotel? And it's a musical and it's set at Christmas time. And it's just one again, I find it really boring. Yeah. The other one I have on the list, again, it's kind of, this one I'm kind of on the fence about. I could take it or leave it, but The Holiday. With Jack Black and Jude Law and Kate, I know lots of people who love that movie. Yeah, um, it's like a, yeah, it's a very it's, popular Christmas like, movie. I, yeah, I could kind of take it or leave it too. I wouldn't put it on a skip list for me. I just, I don't know. There I think were, there's other movies you could watch. Yeah, and get the over same. It, yeah, yeah. kind of yeah, candy. I was, feeling. I was so so about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the 2000 remake. The um, Jim Carrey. The Jim Carrey one. Just skip it. Yeah, I mean, there's one scene I really like, but again, it's one of the. There are few things that make me laugh 
so hard. So when he screams out, you're pathetic, I'm pathetic, and then the echo goes back, you're pathetic. That's the, Yes, that is <laughs> that is really funny. But it's when he um, impersonates Ron Howard, mm. and he's talking to the dog and trying to, like, direct him. Just thinking about it. Like, it's Jim really Carrey probably improv. Anytime yeah, Jim Carrey is probably improving. So it's those are the shining so moments. So good at what he does. He's so talented. And yeah. another Burlington connection. He grew yeah. up in Burlington. Yeah. Canadian. <laughs> good Canadian boy. My fourth grade teacher taught um, him. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. I think most of that movie is skippable for sure. Yeah, go watch another Jim Carrey movie instead. Okay, let's talk about Love Actually. <laughs> I don't understand why people love this movie. I don't get it either because <laughs> I, so I, I did my due diligence and I gave it a rewatch. And so you asked me if you thought it gave people like. Uh, unrealistic unreal- expectations for romance yeah so that question is my problem with that movie mm. there is not a single good relationship in this movie they are all toxic there is not so let's th- let's walk through it let's do yep. this let's take a ride down this let's talk about every single relationship in here and why they're horrible well first off it's an ensemble movie i don't really care for ensemble movies yeah they can be done well or poorly and in this, and this case poorly. Was poorly. because the the characters you don't they, they're all very surface you don't get a lot of depth and you don't get a lot of convergence. Yeah, like, only they're they kind of like very loose, loosely connected. They're loose. Yeah. Like that person is the brother of. So like there are ensemble so. movies that I think do this a lot better, where they they sort of make it a connection. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I would agree with you. Like a lot of these have that similar problem. Yeah. But I so, see. Here's a movie that I will compare it to very loosely right now, and then we'll never talk about it again. Is um, he's not just not that into you. Is, yes. it, is that an ensemble movie? That's a good ensemble movie. That's better. Movie. Yeah, that is a better movie than this one and a little bit slightly more realistic of, of how to healthy have a healthy relationship. Well, it's based on a self-help book. Yes. Uh, but it's a, it's a little bit of a better ensemble movie because they there are characters that are loosely connected, but they do a better job of the characters you're supposed to grow with. You learn a lot more. Yeah. Like I know way more about the, the marriage um, in that movie of Ben Affleck's character and um, – uh, uh, Jennifer Aniston's character than I do about Alan Rickman and like, Emma Thompson in yeah. Love Actually, which let's start there. Let's start there. That'll be our first so couple. So our first couple, Alan Rickman, rest in peace, um, and M- Emma Thompson. Also so, rest in peace, right? She's still dead. I always confuse her with another actress that's passed away. Emma Thompson's away. still alive. The, they're the wife of the – Quick fact check here. I no, you're right. Sure. No, but it's because I always confuse Emma Thompson with another actor. Oh, okay. So no, no, I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> no, I'm thinking <laughs> the wife of the guy whose wife dies in the movie. I think his wife is dead in the movie. And they're the two actresses I always confuse. Anyways, completely off topic. I apologize. Emma Thompson, sorry. <laughs> Emma Thompson's a really good actor. But anyway. Yes. Regardless, so you've got this relationship between these two people. So basically the entire point of that relationship is he he kind of emotionally cheats on her. Yeah. Maybe suggest you don't see it. But oh, by the way, spoiler alert. Like we're spoiling this oh, movie, yeah. by the way. Also suggests that he has maybe cheated on her in the past. Yeah, maybe. But it's like uh, because this movie is stupid, there's no – sorry, I shouldn't say – not stupid. This movie's dumb. There's no growth to that. You don't explain yeah. anything. It's all very ambiguous. And basically the end result of it is I'm just going to keep my mouth shut and stay with him. It's weird. Great. Good. Good for you. Wow. What a great relationship. So and that's like she's one. like the, the long-suffering wife. Yeah. Like and, she does, and, she's not even like a shitty person. Yeah, like she and, looks after him. No, and he's like he he doesn't seem to be that terrible of a person himself, other than this act he's doing. But I also again, there's no 
where is the motivation behind the character to do an action? That, so someone once said to me, I took a class on playwriting mm -hmm. at Queen's. And the smartest thing that I think any professor at Queen's has ever said to me, there's been two professors who said two smart things. This is one of them. He said, a play is the moment where day-to-day -day life is interrupted. Hmm. And then a play happens. So I always take that as a movie, as your day-to-day -day life is what happens before the movie happens. And the movie is supposed to show that incident mm -hmm. that sets it off to a new path. And then once the movie is over, those lives continue along right. the new day-to-day. -day. What in there drive not even drives him because people don't need to be driven to cheat they can just be horrible people but i don't get it i yeah. don't see them okay so he has i guess in a, a somewhat not even that really attractive but whatever she's an attractive person who works with him that's it yeah and like again like emma thompson's character like She's like a really wonderful wife. Yeah, it's, like it's you have painted. a pretty good life. Guy. She's like painted <laughs> like, as like a wonderful <laughs> wife and mother. So like, we don't want her to stay with the husband. So why does she? Well, I think that, and I, again, I think the point is you're doing this for the kids or something. But you don't get to know the kids, She's like, so you oh, don't it's care too about hard, them. Our lives. It'd yeah. be too hard to start again. So, so there a horrible go. message. There you go. Horrible first, message. first relationship we talked about. I think we can mostly agree that that's pretty toxic. Now, a lot of people agree to stay with people after horrible things for very things to each his own. Not but I think, but judgment. I think, but I think in this movie, it's it's su supposed to be shown as a very positive thing. Where I think it's negative. So there yeah. you go. Okay, so let's talk about another relationship. Uh, okay, how about uh, the how old is Liam Neeson's son supposed to be in this movie? Because he looks like he's four, but that little kid is he supposed to be like thirteen well, or something? He. Looks like he's four. He, he, that actor just looks perpetually young. Yeah, he's I, in yeah. Game of Thrones <laughs> that's true, now, that's true. and he that looks kid, the same that age. That kid's face is like four <laughs> yeah, all the time. He looks so the same I don't know what he's age supposed he's to be supposed like to eight, be, but like eight. And and so this is the thing that through a rewatch, that I subtly got. So Liam Neeson's character's wife is dead. Yes, he is the stepfather of this kid. Yes. I didn't catch that the first time oh, through because it's that? a one throw off line. Yeah. It's one line in the whole movie that's thrown away of him being his stepfather. Yeah. So, okay. So you got the stepfather who's basically very depressed mm -hmm. and, you know, his his stepson has lost his mother and is has some sort of crush at school. So, okay, you do the right thing. You try to encourage it mm -hmm. and help and do whatever. But then, like, it doesn't really go anywhere and this sort of ends. Like, it just, like, you don't, you see, like, little snippets of him, like, learning the drums, I guess, or whatever, and then, like, but nothing he, happens. Yeah, he goes to the airport. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is it skips to that. Uh, you know, you get, like, four scenes with the with his dad well, and son. Well, this is the problem so with an ensemble cast. Yeah. You know, that's, like, a B storyline. And I would say, like, probably out of all these, this is probably the only non-toxic relationship, except the kid's too young to date, but whatever. That's to each his own. Yeah. Kid's too young to date, so that's where I get the toxic out of it. Okay, so next relationship. Uh, Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley. 17-year-old actor Kira Knightley <laughs> and Chiwetel Ejiofor, great actor. He's amazing in a lot of movies. Uh, okay, so here they are getting married, and what? This movie's like, oh, here's a best friend, Rick from The Walking Dead. Okay, so Rick from The Walking Dead is at this movie, and sorry, he's, he's enjoying this ceremony, and you're basically thinking like, oh, he might be in love. 
with Chiwetel for. Maybe there's like a romance brewing. Nope. He also loves 17-year-old Kira Knightley. Inappropriate. And shows up to her house and just like has her read off of cards and then So that the husband doesn't so know. So the husband doesn't know. So he's keep so best friend apparently, but he's keeping something from his best friend. So there you go, toxic relationship. And he's harboring feelings and then he just walks away and is like, enough. And that's it. That's the end of it. Well, on Not top good. of that, on top of that, he's supposed to videograph their wedding. And she, he only videographs her. And the then doesn't want to give her the VHS because he's going to keep it. Because who knows what he's going to do with that for his like, murder yeah, absolutely. lounge? Absolutely. And then he, th- she, ki- she cheats on her husband uh, by kissing this stalker dude, uh, who I guess they know each other somewhat well. Like they know each other before this movie, I guess is what you're supposed to believe. But anyway, well, if it's the best friend of her husband, you'd think that they so, met at least yeah, once. So let me get this straight. So this marriage begins with three lies. <laughs> Kick off this marriage. And there you go. That's your relationship. And, I mean, side point, the actress was 17. It's just a weird – it's weird. Uh, yeah, I don't like it. Next, Colin Firth. Against I can't, stalker. I, I can't find love, so therefore I'm going to go to someone who can't speak English. Portugal. His little villa in Portugal. Yeah. His Portuguese. Because I think – because he's cheated on, right? Is that what happened to his – I don't quite remember. I know he's writing a book. He's writing a book, and his wife – left him left him or cheats on him or something so he goes up to this villa thing to finish his book and falls in love with someone who can't speak the language. now to his credit he tries to learn the language to his credit yes. that's the whole point but basically like <laughs> doesn't right off the bat i mean it's like a real creepy relationship he only there. he only learns the language after he realizes he's fallen in love and yeah. he's like gone back again fallen England. in love i would say at Best you could call this infatuation. Actually, and I would prefer it would just be called "We're all looking to have sex" because that's the whole crazy the upon crazy. Yeah. He proposes to her out of nowhere, and she says yes out of nowhere, <laughs> with the her entire family following him. I guess. Yeah. So I don't. It's creepy. There you go. Toxic relationship. You got an overbearing family. You've got a very creepy premise for how this relationship. Well, they don't even began. know anything about each they other. They don't know anything about each other. Uh, next, uh, the prime minister. <laughs> Of the country <laughs> should not be dating someone who works for him. Also, everyone is calling her fat the entire movie. They're and fat she's shaming not fat. her. No, not even remotely. She's normal size. Absolutely. They are talking about how big her butt is. Yeah, that is not appropriate in in that setting. And again, he, or really ever, he but still. fires her. Yeah, you fired her, and then oh no, but you know Chase I fired you so we could be together. What about her career, man? What if she that? What if that's her career was to because that's how you get into politics. You are assistants and you are part of the staff, yeah. and then you build up. What if what if she had a, a whole plan? But whatever, you're the prime minister and you're Hugh Grant, and you're going to dance for twenty minutes, so we love you. I guess he's terrible. He's one of the worst actors working ever. I hate Hugh Grant. Didn't we talk about a little bit about a little Hugh bit, Grant? Yeah. He was good in. Um, this was our headline. Yeah, the one with Meryl be- Streep. The, yeah, that opera. Yeah, he was pretty good in that movie. But other than that, like, he's just – his whole big thing is being, like, charmingly awkward. But yeah. it doesn't – just because he dances for five minutes doesn't mean – that doesn't tell me – first of all, that was random in that, that dancing scene. And he only did it because it's Hugh Grant and people it's like seeing cute. dance. We're like, oh, he's dancing. Like like women older, like older than like forty are like, yeah. oh my god, Hugh Grant. Like no, it's terrible. It is. It's a toxic relationship. He takes advantage. And what I will say though, one of the most accurate depri- de- depictions of like the United States and the people from there, because the the three Americans Billy we Bob meet Thornton. are Billy Bob Thornton, who's a president who who sexually harasses 
the the love interest of love the prime minister, whose name I don't know because I don't know anyone's name in this movie because that's not important. They don't yeah, establish that. Do and then the the girls that that Colin guy meets, January Jones uh, from Mad Men, January Jones from Mad Men, and uh, Alicia Cuthbert. Like they're playing like Americans who basically are like, oh, you have an accent. We're gonna have Dumb. sex with you. There you go. That that's the United States right there. Also toxic. <laughs> yeah. How he like lies to sleep with these women. Yeah, L- leaves the country t- because that's what he has to, to do. Just to get laid. Just to get laid. Because this whole point, the whole point of this entire movie, is to have sex with people. That's the entire Not to point. Fall in love. Not to fall in love. It's infatuation at, at best. Because infatuation is the thing that happens quickly. Love evolves over time or even if you feel it at the beginning it develops and grows mm-hmm. as you go like yes they're trying to show that emma thompson's character and alan rickman's character are, have a love that connects beyond things whatever it's still toxic depressing if yeah. that's what the love that have we missed a relationship because i think that's all well there's the woman whose brother is in a psychiatric oh, hospital yeah. yeah that's sad that's a super sad one yeah, that's sad hate it and then there's the really porno. The porno doesn't count. Stand-ins. No, I'm not giving. I am not giving that movie enough credit to count the porno stand-ins. They are underdeveloped characters. There's no point to them. The only reason why they're in this movie is because they wanted that girl to show her breasts. I am telling you. I am telling you that's why it's in this movie. And then there's like Bill Nye's rock and roll character. And like that. That's the only Whatever. redeeming feature of the movie. That's funny. Because he's a good comedic actor. And they develop this, like, here's, like, a different type of love. Like, th- they at least try to show yeah, you different types manager. of love with his manager. Like, that's that's great. Like, I'm, I'm glad that that's in there. But I just, yeah, the brother and sister and how, like, she's. Yeah, Alec that's, Rickman like, sad. pushes her to go out with her, the I guy know. she yeah. has a crush also with. Also inappropriate then, in the workplace. Yeah. And then the brother calls and interrupts them. Yeah, and like that's horrible. pretty. It's it's yeah. That I don't think I have anything to comment about that because that's pretty sad. Yeah. So that's the only storyline that like. But but has there you depth. go. The 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 guy she goes on a date with, he leaves when he's not going to get sex. Yeah, he rejects her because she is in. You're not going to sleep with me right now. I don't care about you. That's basically it's a it. horror. It's a that's horrible love movie. actually. Like the whole idea of this movie is the, the whole point at the end is like that love actually is everywhere. But yeah. this should be called infatuation, desire are everywhere, and sometimes out of that, if you're lucky enough, you might develop love. Like the and only, they get cheated on. <laughs> yeah, the only elements of love in this entire movie are the the brother and sister because she clearly loves mm-hmm. her brother more than anything, and the fa- the stepfather and son because how far Liam Neeson's willing to go for this little kid mm-hmm. and what he's he's basically dropping all his emotions and dropping how he feels to help the kid, even yeah. though he's depressed and sad. So there you go. Th- this movie gets two for, what, eight relationships? Two of them are good, and the others you literally should n- – if you if you see yourself in those relationships, like if you sit here and be like, oh, I love this movie because it's like it's like me. me and my boyfriend. Get out. Get out right now. <laughs> the only Christmassy thing about it is that there's like a Christmas pageant. And I believe it counts down towards Christmas. The entire idea is because everything climaxes at Christmas, yeah. right, with the whole um, running at the airport, cliche, whatever, but it's in there. Um, and then I think at the end – you see a connection of like everyone arriving again later when they're all still together or something. And like right Alec Rittman says, like Christmas is the time to be honest, even though I've never. In, that's not a thing. No, I lie through movie. my teeth at Christmas. What are you talking about? We'd <laughs> <laughs> be like, what are you doing with your life? Yeah, well. nothing. I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm doing great. I'm doing this radio doing show. This, I'm doing this radio, <laughs> radio, radio show. Leave me alone. I have a plan. <laughs> so there you go. That's that's my Skip rant. It. 
skip it. Do not go see Love Actually. Go see it. You know, buy a DVD and set it on fire. There you go. Um, that's it. That brings us to the end of our Christmas Merry episode. Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Um, we hope you're enjoying Christmas dinner and you're having fun with your family and uh, can check out some movies over the break. Yeah. We will be back with an all-new episode January 1st as we go through the best movies of 2018. Very exciting. <laughs>